the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our award-winning website, which is DePietro.com. Well, it is Tuesday and uh, no shortage of news and controversy, starting off with one of the most reprehensible people that you'd ever meet, one of the most reprehensible people that I've ever dealt with um, in politics is this Kate Coyne McCoy. And she is she emerged on the scene. I remember she ran for the congressional seat that Congressman Jim Langevin has right now. Uh, that was the first time I met her. She was a longtime friend with Mirth York. And she was a progressive, progressive. I mean, just like another uh, level of progressive socialists um i mean you could almost argue uh i always kind of struck me as like a man hater in a way i mean beyond like just supportive of women but so she was hired she wasn't a very good candidate but apparently was good behind the scenes was hired by the rhode island democrat party <clears throat> and now kate coin mccoy is under fire for folks and this is she takes to twitter and put, I hope it's it's wrong to hope he dies from COVID, right? Asking for a friend and talking about Lindsey, Senator Lindsey Graham. It, it's wrong to hope he dies from COVID, right? Asking for a friend, which is a joke. Lindsey Graham, folks, that is absolutely despicable. There's nothing funny about that. She is in a, this is where the Democrat Party of Rhode Island, I mean, as bankrupt as they are. This is where you're going to see, is this really the party of Governor McKee and Joe Sakachi, Speaker Sakachi, or is this the party of the far left, socialist, progressive left? Is someone who is a leading consultant to the Democrat Party of Rhode Island, are they going to be allowed to get away with in that type of statement, hoping that Senator Lindsey Graham, who then apparently tested positive um, in his quarantine, that he would die from COVID? Well, that they have a decision to make. They have a decision to make if, if this is going to set the tone for who they are. Now, that's totally who she is. And she even issued not an apology. She, you know, she's the type, never an apology. Folks, in, in her mind, she is the reason. When people talk about political divide, <clears throat> she is one of those individuals. You can't, there's no, com, there's no such thing as common ground. This is someone, it, it's, you, you have no right to have an opinion in her world. In a Kate Coyne McCoy world of, you know, an abortion clinic in every corner, and, you know, she had the whole white privilege, white guilt, white people are evil, hate America stance long before, like anyone that I was really speaking that loudly about it. But the Democrat Party of Rhode Island has a decision to make. Is that someone who's going to be a voice and face for the party? Someone that's that's wishing death. I think it's a... um. 
kind of a watershed moment. They they have to they cannot let this it blew up. I'm glad nationwide. But notice no apology from someone like her. You know, again, she is one of those you can't there's you can't come into an agreement. You can't have a conversation. It's very simple. She thinks she's right. You're wrong. There should be no discussion. If you don't vote the way she wants, you're evil, period. I can't even imagine what she thinks of Trump. The fact that 200,000 people in the state voted for him. The fact that 75 million people across the country voted for him. Um, Kate Coyne McCoy is, this is a, it's, it's, an, it's a non-movable, there's no discussion. There's no uh, the non-negotiable demands. The epitome of that. But this is where Governor McKee has to decide, is that the type of party he wants to be the leader of, really, as governor? I don't I don't think it is. And I don't think House Speaker Joe Sakachi, I don't think he that's the type of party he wants to be. Now there, you know, some of her allies, folks, again, they are they're they're progressive socialists. She's even like to the far left of the squad. This is another level. Um, her type of politics is, you know, ends justify the means, uh, total, you know, it, it doesn't, nothing is, is, uh, consistent. It's all just what they say in the moment and worth the cause. And I, I the party needs to make a decision because this has become a national story. There's something else that's becoming a national story that can't escape. And that is that it's not your imagination. The city of Providence is completely out of control mayor lorza has lost control of the city he was nowhere to be found now that girl that was killed from warwick uh maya 24 years old now granted 3 30 in the morning she's on only street university heights not the best area of the city not the worst area of the city but seemingly someone just rides by and doesn't even a total drive-by shooting and they just point the gun out the window. Uh, they think it was just com- police at this point think it was completely random. She was with a male friend, I believe, who was walking to her car. Um, that is pretty late to be out. People have to understand that Providence is dangerous. But Mayor Lorza was completely invisible on Monday. I heard he took the day off. I mean, he he is the problem. Providence police could handle the city they could handle policing but you have to have someone that's going to have your back and and also i thought all lives matter this this um this 24 year old girl from warwick went to uri got her master's at northeastern when her mother is a associate professor i believe at rhode island college um and you know from what i understand she was a big just according to social media big black lives matter activist supporter in some way and they were completely silent yesterday and even that tiara mack state senator i mean that's i think that's her district you have a 24 year old girl from warwick granted white though so does that does her life i mean i does her life what her life doesn't matter uh these people call a press conference when some people on on um you know in south providence on sale street are fighting with police and throwing bottles and then a couple of people got pepper sprayed that they have a huge uproar press conference alorza immediately reacts to it you have a 24 year old white girl from warwick who's for no reason senseless murder 
definition of wrong place at wrong time standing on the sidewalk if you haven't seen it go to my website topetro.com i was at the scene last night um they have like a little i mean it's sad a little shrine around a telephone pole some candles one of her friends was there obviously very very upset she's 24 years old but completely senseless murder allures is nowhere to be found and for that matter black lives matter completely silent what about her life so she i and i don't fully know but i think kind of might have been some of the people marching and chanting and you know being at some of the demonstrations with black lives matter and then she's randomly senselessly shot and killed at 3 30 in the morning standing there early you know they went out saturday night into early sunday morning and black lives matter not a statement not a tweet not a posting on their facebook page nothing nope if she meant any of them you certainly wouldn't know it that state senator was a member of black lives matter tiara mack that's her district if the girl meant you know just something someone is killed in your district and you still don't issue a statement i mean that's the part that i just find completely appalling folks it is coming unglued mayor Alorza, i want to repeat it again he has lost control of the city you know i remember, remember when terry francona uh left the red sox terry francona was having a meeting with management i think he had, he had won the world series with the red sox twice but then it was the whole season of chicken and beer in uh in the clubhouse and he even said to the management of the red sox i i think maybe they need a different voice down in that locker room you know that's what they say with coaches when a, when a coach has lost the team they say he's you know he's lost the locker room and that can happen a football team they start off the season one and seven and halfway through the season they basically no one's really going all out people are already realizing it's a lost season nobody's fully putting in full effort the coach is still trying to get everybody pumped no one's really tuned in he's lost his voice in the locker room that is what mayor lorza has done in the city of providence to take the day off uh yesterday and just decide he's gonna what stay home and i don't even know babysit baby omar or whatever he was doing um he he is not fit now also keep in mind there was a lot of violence after his big blow up with governor mckee last week he had a violent reaction and the city reacted in violence but the city of providence right now is a tinderbox does not have a leader mayor Lorza, and and you can see the video on the website petro.com d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com he uh, went scampering away as i was trying to get some uh, answers from him all right folks a lot more ahead you're listening to the john DePetro show summer's here you want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family pop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland you can call her at 401 305-3585 it's my health right in that old white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health where you're going to find vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like icae honey maple syrup active skin brushes also over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas it's my health where you'll find hemp and cbd products for oral and topical use natural skincare products hair care hair care products essential oils body oils and soaps it's my health stop it and see marie 1099 menden road in cumberland or call her 401 
305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services, Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal, again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Think to the John DePietro Show. Folks, joining us right now, I had the privilege of filling in for him when he had a national show. He's the former governor of Arkansas. You see him on Fox quite a bit. He is uh, just tremendous. And joining us right now, former governor of Arkansas, it is Mike Huckabee. Governor Huckabee, John DePietro, a pleasure to speak with you. Well, John, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I'm uh, looking forward to our visit today. Uh, governor Huckabee, I am... Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the way that crime has just spiked out of control around the country. Every major city has seen this. Uh, as someone that's an expert in governing and law enforcement, um, what, what do you attribute this to what we're watching? A lot of it has to do with the lack of respect that people have for basic decency, for the property and well-being of other people. We've created a society in which people no longer value uh, each other's lives and uh, there's such a coarseness to our culture and society and that lends people to believe that they have a right to someone's else someone else's property um, and if they don't like someone they have a right to just go up behind them on the middle of the street and pop them in the head take their their wallet or their purse it's a very sad thing it comes down to really a moral issue uh, where people, I believe, as my mother used to say, when I do something wrong, she'd ask, were you raised by wolves? Hmm. And I would say, no, mother, just by you, which didn't go over real well. Um, but I think sometimes I'm looking at so much of our culture and I'm asking, were these people raised by wolves? What do you make of um, the way that uh, the mayor of New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio, uh, basically has just allowed criminals to take over the streets of new york city well this is the the worst uh, example of a mayor i think we have in america i don't know 
closely followed by Muriel Bowser in Washington and Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. Uh, But these are mayors who believe that we should coddle criminals and punish tax-paying, law-abiding citizens. I mean, it's just the other day that a New York cop uh, was accosted uh, by a thug who had been arrested 21 times, and he beat, uh, you know, trying to get out from under the cop's arrest, ended up shooting the police officer. This guy gets back out on the streets. When you don't punish people for doing bad things, they keep doing bad things. It's not complicated, John. You know, I, I tell people all the time, uh, whether you're raising children or training dogs, the behavior you reward, you get more of. And the behavior that you consequence, you get less of. Yep. So when you reward bad behavior, you just get a whole lot more of it. And we're rewarding bad behavior. Folks, I speak with Governor Mike Huckabee. And, Governor, it is distressing to see in basically every major city everywhere around the country uh, law enforcement under attack, police having a hard time uh, recruiting people. What, what do you think needs to be done to restore confidence and also support with uh, with law enforcement? One thing is we've got to teach our children that the purpose of the law enforcement is not to harass us or hurt us. It really is to protect us. And cops can be wrong, but the time to argue with a police officer is not in the middle of an arrest or a question. It's later on. But if a police officer says, pull over, get out of the car, uh, the proper answer is yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. It's not why. What do you want out of me? No, I'm not going to do it. That goes back to that basic respect that our parents should have taught us, and it's something that ought to be ingrained into us, that we respect authority, and if authority abuses that trust, there are ways to deal with it, but it's not out on the street in the middle of the night. Folks, again, we're speaking with Governor Mike Huckabee, and Governor, the border continues to be just an onslaught of individuals coming. It's hard to argue. There's no way to argue that this is not as a result of who's in the White House. Do you ever think we'd see and go backwards the way we have regarding our southern border? You know, I I really did not. Um, What is especially distressing right now is that, John, we're seeing something that makes no sense. The federal government is telling us that we need to be vaccinated. I'm fine with that. I've been vaccinated and happy and eager to get it to keep from having COVID as some of my friends have had. The, the problem that we're facing is that we now have a government that says that if you're uh, you know, a law-abiding citizen, you may have to wear a mask and show a card uh, just to go into McDonald's. But if you're an illegal alien, you can come right over. We're not going to require you to have a vaccination. Uh, we're not going to test you. And you can go anywhere you want to in the country. Don't worry about a mask. We're not going to make you have one. There's something terribly wrong with that. And American people aren't stupid. And if they keep voting for the kind of leadership that makes these idiotic decisions, then we're going to lose our country. Hmm. And we're already lost our minds. And I hope people will stop and realize this is the direct result of electing people on the far left who are more interested in protecting the people who break the law than those who actually live by the law. How would you describe uh, the leadership so far of the vice president, Vice President Harris? Um, non-existent, missing yeah. in action. Yeah, I think in order to uh, to find Kamala Harris, uh, I saw her picture on a milk carton the other day at the store. So I mean, that gives you some indication that uh, she's simply not showing up for duty. And the only time she went to even to the border was at the one place on our southern border 
where it's least breached El Paso, where we have a very effective border and a wall. And she went there and acted like, well, doesn't look too bad to me. Hmm. Let her go to Mission, Texas or Del Rio. Uh, Let her go to McAllen. Uh, She'll see some things that she does not want the press to see. That's for sure. Governor Huckabee, what are your thoughts on the, the progressive left? I mean, they they just, you know, the whole defund the police movement down on America. Uh, people should choose not to work. What do you think of some of the progressive, uh, you know, politicians that have, have suddenly uh, landed on the landscape in our country? The real tragedy, John, is that it's destroying the the inner workings of how a nation prospers and how it succeeds if you pay people more money to not work than they can make by working well they're not as stupid as the government and they won't work right and what you now is everywhere you go help wanted signs i'm in the middle of a construction project myself and it should have been finished in april it may not be finished until october and a big part of the reason is is because Nobody's willing to work, and they'll even say to the contractor, hey, you know, I'm still getting my stimulus check and my unemployment. I'm going to hang on to that until it runs out. Then I'll give you a call and let you know if I'm ready to come back to work. So we have a breakdown in the supply chain and in the workforce. Restaurants are having to contract the uh, number of hours that they're even open and uh, shrink the number of tables that they can uh, make available because they don't have the help. And it's not that We don't have jobs available. But here's a good example. Just last week in Arkansas, where I live, the uh, federal judge here, a judge named Judge Wright, uh, did something that was quite wrong. He told the state that they could not suspend the $300 extra unemployment benefits. Well, here's the point. As long as you keep paying people those extra dollars to not work, they're staying home. But if you said to them, Hey, if there's a job out there, we expect you to go take. I have great sympathy, John, for people who can't find a job. But if somebody tells me they can't, I'll be able to, within 15 minutes, give them a long list of jobs sure. that are available. Governor Huckabee, before we let you go, where, where do you think, where, where do we go right now with COVID, where there's a lot of mixed messages? It certainly seems that we're starting to go backwards. Um, there's a percentage of people. It's, it's a myth that elected officials feel they can – it's just a matter of persuading some people. They, there are many people that, for, regardless of the issue, will just will never be persuaded. But where do you see us going right now in this battle against the variant and COVID? Well, the tragedy is that of the reason a lot of people don't want to get a vaccination and they don't want to do anything the government suggests is because people just don't trust the government – And I think we probably are better off getting vaccinated. We're better off taking some precautions, getting COVID behind us. And and that's something I wish we would do the sooner the better. But this is a government that told us don't wear masks and better wear them. In fact, you ought to wear two or three. But let's look at the bigger picture. This is a government that told us Benghazi was the result of a video that Donald Trump colluded with Russians. They told us that... uh, Eric Swalwell is clean enough to be on the Foreign Service Committee, despite his romantic dalliance with a Chinese spy. Uh, You've got Adam Schiff, who has lied through his teeth and said he had incontrovertible evidence of collusion, never produced a shred of it. You have FBI and Department of Justice officials who 
use their power and abuse their authority to go after a sitting president. You, you could just go through a long litany of ways in which the government has destroyed its credibility, and it's made it so that people simply don't believe it. And the mixed messages that's come out of the CDC, uh, where if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And now, even if you're vaccinated, you may need to wear a mask. It's that kind of, of duplicity that people are sick of. And then, John, I'll tell you something else that has really ticked off people, and rightfully so. When leaders demand of others what they're unwilling to do, whether it's Washington Mayor Muriel Bowser saying everybody's got to wear a mask, but then she has her birthday party and parties hard without one. You've got Gavin Newsom in California. I was just out there last week trying to campaign to help him get recalled because I think he ought to go. He tells everybody, can't go to a restaurant, have to wear a mask. He goes to the most expensive restaurant in all of California, the French Laundry Restaurant, takes his mask off, parties uh, like there's no tomorrow with a bunch of elite lobbyists. And then when he's caught, it's like, oops, my bad. Now, to impose on others something one is unwilling to do, I think for his little trip to the French Laundry, the voters out there ought to send him to the cleaners. Folks, again, he is always a joy to speak to Governor Mike Huckabee. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Kelvino, call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, Call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great 
if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, award-winning website, which is DePietro.com. It's time for a segment. Politics this week. Joining me, he is the managing editor, anchorising.com. It's Justin Katz. And Justin, I want to start off with uh, the buzz that actually took off even nationally. I saw CNN picked up on it just because of the footage. Um, there's a lot of different dimensions to this, but it would seem now just be this embarrassing confrontation initiated by the mayor of Providence, Mayor Jorge Alorza, you know, water fire press press conference, which really should have just been like a, you know, no nothing affair. And instead went charging up to governor McKee security detail, state police got involved and, um, mayor Alorza has doubled down and will not apologize for it. So I'd like to just start off with that and, and uh, hear some of your observations. Well, I, I do wonder if it was, to some extent deliberate you know as they run up into the governor's race you know he's the voice of the local parents against the school uh this school establishment at this point <clears throat> that may be his play and if he's not a, the fact that he's not apologizing makes that more likely although it seems like if so he, he the execution is really terrible picking an event like that um getting that that footage as it as it was portrayed. I mean, it's the kind of thing, if it was deliberate, you wait for some kind of a press conference or something about the contract and then show your, your or something like that. So it does make me wonder, but I think though the, the biggest thing that makes it inappropriate to me and probably the most disturbing is that the mayor of the city ought to have an other, have other avenues to express those opinions to the governor. Uh, yeah. And if, if that's not happening, that's that's a question, and that could be partly McKee's fault. For we, for, for the information we we have, which is not much, it could be the mayor's been trying to get some kind of feedback or trying to offer some opinion, and McKee keeps blowing them off. And this was kind of that emotion boiling over. That's possible, uh, but so I, I'm I'm still a little bit ambivalent on that point. But the. The thing I keep coming back to in my own mind is I think as inappropriate as it was at that place and for that particular person, the mayor of Providence, I think really that is the attitude we should be seeing a lot more from from Rhode Islanders, from especially Providence parents. I mean, that that kind of flash of anger is something our politicians should be living with every day from the regular voters. So it's, it's to that extent, I can't really blame Eloisa for kind of displaying and modeling what I think more people ought to be doing. I want to let's just play that out. So maybe he wanted in front of the media to be seen that he's he's yelling at the governor. Now, he had had a press briefing in this inside the state house shortly before that and he really didn't get any coverage so it wasn't immediately following that but uh, before that preceding it but so he might have been hot but what threw off the execution was i i think the state police that had to step in and just the fact that he just keep kept reiterating you know you have to face the community um what i have found is all right let's just say he commanded the spotlight I'll play that out. I, I'm not convinced of that. I think it was he, he's just 
he just has bad impulses. And uh, at this point, I don't see him doing a lot of things right. But let's just play that out. He wants to get attention on this. I, what I think he has failed on is he doesn't punch out. You have to be ready with ABC, really easy to understand terms uh, to pull apart the contract. But he, he, he just seems unable to do that. And, and uh, the, to just make it about McKee in the fact you're right. I mean, they send letters back and forth. They obviously don't have a working relationship. Um, I, I, I just think that's where he was ineffective. It's kind of like, you know, someone demanding they, they room, let me talk, let me talk. And then when they get up, they don't have anything to say. That's where I think <laughs> yeah. he really kind of dropped the ball. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And I, I think in a way it's an, it's an all of the above, all of the above answer, right? I mean, yeah. he, he probably was hot under the collar. Uh, he did blow it and he probably was doing it on purpose. It's just, he, if he had had two, I mean, he had an opportunity to get a few quotes in the paper, right? By yes. shouting them out to the governor. And he, he said, you have to face the community, which is kind of ambiguous. Uh, it doesn't really critique anything, doesn't show him to be knowledgeable about anything um so i wonder i mean he may have been just intending to go up have a little bit of a flash shout that out and then move on with the night but it's possible too that the state police just responded in a way that kind of shook him <laughs> you know well, wait I'm, the, I'm a mayor here you're, yeah they're blocking me like i'm some thug so he might have been taken taken aback by that and that threw off his performance a bit but again it's it, as you say it's it's just a you know it's a, it's a performance problem and with bad instincts and if you're gonna if you're gonna try to the the more unique you're going to try to be in anything, but especially in politics, the more you have to have thought it out and be prepared for unexpected things to happen. Right. Uh, so, that, so that you don't, you don't end up looking like a clown and you instead look, or a thug. And instead you, you look like somebody who, who was sincerely angry on behalf of the people and, right. uh, and couldn't control it anymore. So the, I think there was a way to probably play it. Uh, but again, uh, the venue I'm sure had a lot to do with that problem. And, of what he probably wanted was his headline of him being the spokesperson for the angry Providence parent. He gets photos of McKee with his look on his face, like, "What are you doing?" And even Why the other the deal? there with yes. him, yeah, uh, just shocked by by this. And can't help but stagecraft is important. And when you're that small a person, you, you physically you, you have to take that into account too. And it just it just the whole thing looked weird and off. And I, I think yes. That, that speaks to his inability to, to think things through and stage them properly. You know, that's an excellent point. And again, folks, our segment is politics this week. You know, Justin, many times, like, it's let's just say it's a consultant and they're going to have someone on a debate stage and they say, you need to be aggressive on that stage. And, and the person doesn't have time to really think it out or practice it out. And that's why sometimes, you know, you had Al Gore, that first President Bush debate where he was just kept interrupting and sighing and, and uh, in this, uh, Alorza could have been on the phone with a consultant like, you, you, you know, you need to show everyone you're upset about this and show him you're not going to be silent anymore. But it's in the execution. For instance, in talking about the contract, he could have said, you know, Mayor, why are you so upset? Why am I upset? Because teachers can call out sick Friday and Monday with, you know, and the, there's no accountability because the math scores are, you know, 5% proficiency for math in eighth grade and 10%. Why am I so upset? Because this contract's not going to solve that. And the like, you need, he, did, he didn't have any of that ready. He just, you know, calling him a coward and you will get to face the community. I, I think he botched it. Now, I went the next day as he was then there because they got, you know, a couple of new fire engines. 
and and he ran from the media. I I purposely went to then ask him, like, you know, are you sure you want to still keep calling him a coward and doubling down? So to me, it's like, hey, listen, you know, if you're going to talk the talk, you're going to walk the walk. You're saying face the community. He went scurrying away. I don't know if you saw that video, but scurrying away. I mean, I I covered Cianci, who was on trial in federal court and would never run from the media. And here's Alorza just had a little dust up with Governor McKee. And there he is taking a beeline and his his aides even lied and said, oh, he'll he'll be over there like a magician, like look over here and then he's going to escape to the right. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. No, yeah, I think that's that speaks to the, the lack of anybody who really knows the politics and the staging of it. I mean, that's it, there's a reason CNC never ran from a microphone. There's always right. an opportunity if you yes. if you are confident and you you know your if you know your talking points and you know where you want things to go. Every every camera is an opportunity. And right. I think that's, that's part of it. He could have salvaged a lot more yes. instead of trying to put the whole thing behind him. Instead, even, even if it was completely just, he blew his top at that, at the water fire event, you can still salvage that. Oh, I was just angry because of X, Y, Z and this right. didn't do anything for Rhode Island's families. And it's really not that difficult of a, of a play to make. I think with, with 15 minutes preparation, either one of us could probably give a few passable lines to the news media along the lines he should have used. Uh, and, and it's, it just kind of indicates he's, he's just, he's awkward and off and his, his instincts don't seem to go. And I have to wonder, cause there, he does have money in a bank. So it's not like he's, he's some sky line, you know, coming up from, from, Providence, who's trying to figure out the whole politics thing on his own without spending any money. So, if they're if his aides are trying to keep him quiet, it might be because they they don't think he can pull it off, or it might be they they're nervous about the maybe one reason he doesn't want to go there is because he doesn't want to upset the teachers union, you know, as he runs for governor. Maybe or, or he's trying to diminish that. I think it's a little too late not to upset them, but uh, so they they could they could be calculating that it's better off to take the hit and look kind of inept, which would be another kind of disturbing and strange conclusion. Mm. Um, I'll just say this about Mayor Lorza. A lot of times with him and other politicians, I, I, I always find that, you know, some, I, I just don't think he has good political instincts. And I think at times he and his staff or it's him, I can't dec- decipher if it's one of the two, but could be both. But there's just there's certain moments where sometimes when you get outside of all the press releases and all the arranged statements and so forth, where then like their real hand shows. And that's why debates were always good because they, you can kind of catch them in the unguarded moment. And I go back, Justin Katz, two years ago, it was June, the John Hopkins report came out and Alorza still went on his mayoral conference to Hawaii. So to me, like that just showed they were tone deaf. They didn't understand the optics whether it was him saying, like, what do you mean? What's wrong with this? Or his staff not seeing it. But to me, that that was a good indication because it wasn't something you could, you know, that you could test with a, a poll or likely voters or anything. A decision had to be made. The report came out. It showed the schools were a wreck and, and he still was going to leave to go to Hawaii. That, that just to me is that shows like I, that's when to me you really get to see behind the curtain. Because their guard is down, they just make a quick decision, and then obviously it blew up. If you remember, you had to fly back early, and it turned out to be a terrible decision. Folks, quick break, a lot more. Justin Katz, our segment, it's politics this week, right here on the John DePietro Show.
J. Perry Paving always provides high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios, get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company. They will meet your needs no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 401- 732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the All-White Bailey Speech Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Blaming all on his ribs, born a blue-blooded snoot. His birth was a black tie fair. It's all who you know, like Claus von Bülow. He just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white privileged wife. At Bailey's, they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue <laughs> You'll never hear Sheldon complain He likes clubs with white faces With the lead waspy crowds Where for decades kept the Jews away And BLF cannot stay Well, he's not big on diverse faces Bailey's Beach Club is his oasis Sheldon likes the clubs with white faces ah, yeah. Do you have concerns in 2021? I mean obviously it's been four years you have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying you know hoping to root out systemic racism in the country your thoughts on an elite all-white wealthy club again in this day and age should these clubs continue to exist it's a long tradition in rhode island and there are many of them this summer let jkl engineering keep you and your family nice and cool jkl engineering call them today 401 401- 351 7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 
JKL. It's going to be a hot summer ahead called JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with JKL, 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer called jkl engineering right now remember they do it right they do it right the first time they'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool call jkl 401-351-7600 remember jkl engineering licensed in rhode island and massachusetts a carrier factory authorized dealer it's jkl call them 401-351-7600 this summer stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, I want to stay with Mayor Lorza, Governor McKee, the teacher's contract. Um, Governor McKee, basically, uh, he settled it. They do have a new deal. Uh, to, to a degree, I, I, I can't fault him. This wasn't his doing. He inherited this. This was a governor, Gina Raimondo, Fonte Green. We're going to fix the schools, take it away from Providence, state take it on, rip it up, contract. The, the teachers basically, they waited it out. It took two years. They got a better deal than the one they have. Supposedly, they're giving up some management rights, but it doesn't seem pretty heavy-handed. But if you're Governor McKee, I mean, what's the point? of going to war with these people when you basically just inherited the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Although to, to me, it, it keeps coming back to the, the point is it's the right thing to do. Right. I mean, they're they're The students in Providence are suffering. Uh, they're being failed Correct. by the schools. They're, yes. they're, and there are, there are tons of cultural and social and civic uh, downsides to everything we've seen. And so the, the hugest fault, I mean, the, Raimondo and uh, Infante Green were not wrong to push back and try no. to have a revolutionary contract and all that stuff. They were not wrong. They just failed. Um, and so, you know, McKee's in there. He wanted the job. He's running for governor. And it, it's just, to me, it's a lot of disappointment that he's, he's just trying to get through the next election. I think he's just selling, selling his soul in, a, in an essence to get labor peace here. And it, when one of the, the real scenes, the real triggers for me are the, the number of classic kind of union ruses that are in this, like professional development. Oh, we got four professional development days. Yeah. That, that's not a concession. They're getting paid for that. That's four extra days of, of pay to often very often to do very little you know sit there and talk and maybe go over some plans or something i mean that's that's almost two thousand dollars for a, a top step teacher so that's not really you know we got something from them this so this is a lot of i, th- I think what i predicted beforehand when we heard there had been a resolution was, it was it's a lot of you know just try to make it look like i got something so that we can get labor peace and that's really all they got was yes. labor peace there, and and the bigger tell perhaps is that there's nothing, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would do this. Um, but there's nothing in there that kind of forces or sets up the the transformational contract in the future. In fact, the the five 
the half percent raise on the very last day of the contract is a show of business as usual. That's a way to give them a raise in the next contract before they even start. Um, and when they negotiate that one, that that half percent's just off the table. It's not like they're going to say, OK, well, you got a half percent already. So um, we need to keep this one down. So there's a lot of a lot of that. And, you know, we, we have more planning periods. Well, that planning periods aren't the problem here. And in fact, that that just puts more pressure to hire more union teachers. So every every sort of trick you see following these things in Rhode Island has is in play here. And so it's it just feels like McKee said, let's I just want labor peace. That's all I want. I want you guys not to hate me when we go into the next the primaries next year just give me something that makes it look like i didn't completely fold right uh, and the, the media eats it up and i think to me that the three I, I put up a post on anchor rising where in in essence you're in the first year it's like an 11 percent boost in pay for top staff yes, i saw that at three thousand dollar just here's a here's an extra three thousand dollars for you all it's just it's almost an obscene kind of spit in the eye of anybody who, who kind of knows what's going on here there's there's no reason for it and that he got nothing for it that's i think that's the real it as governor it's, it's a complete failure in my opinion as a politician i i guess we'll see um my my worry i i could almost excuse it if he gets in, he's elected to a full term of his own, and then the ma- he kind of takes off the, the the cloak and says, dun, 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 you know, I'm now, I'm now McKee the White. And uh, sorry, Lord of the Rings reference. Um, I could see that, but I, I suspect that's not going to be the way it is because there's always another election. There's always another reason to fold. And once you start doing it, that's where you go. He may have no choice politically, but I, I think it's the wrong thing to do morally. Yeah, the, I think, though, if you really step back, and it's just the, the window of opportunity here was it, when you're battling that and Randy Weingarten coming in and the they are, are very powerful and they're organized. And this is professionally run. The window of opportunity was immediately following the John Hopkins report. Uh, education Commissioner Fonte Green was doing those different, you know, community meetings and parents were coming forward and telling all these sob stories. The, the union were on the heels right at that moment was when Governor Mundo and the Education Commissioner, they needed to move really rapidly, quickly. Instead, you, the more you give them time to kind of regroup, and then, you know, that, then the next year was the pandemic, and then it all gets pushed, pushed out to the, to the side, and then it's distance learning anyway. But th- th- this is the problem when you're dealing with professional negotiators. They, they call a timeout. They play the long game. Um, you know, Governor McKee, he, he did make it clear he's going to try to support the charter schools. Um, I, I, I again, I agree with you, but I think at the same time, uh, you know, you don't want to get down to a rabbit hole that it's going to cost you the election. Um, and, and the kids in Providence, everything you said is correct, except you just have to decide, is that really the hill you want to die on? Because it would be the hill that you would end up maybe dying on if you get them against you take them out of the race i agree with you the right thing to do but this thing wasn't broken overnight it's not going to be fixed overnight but mayor alorza justin you also have to come back to that he had his opportunities he had that he was the mayor for quite some time he certainly could have done some dramatic things i i i really fault him with suddenly now he's you know screaming and this isn't the contract he wanted and everything else but the initial person that he had lunch with and set this in motion with Governor Mundo, she's she's gone. She's no longer the governor. So in a way, 
you know, maybe he thought that the state was going to do A, B, and C, but in the end, the new guy came in and said, I'm just happy if we get, you know, get C, and we're going to leave A and B for another day. Yeah, well, you, you don't get failures this big, both the school system and this whole contract negotiation, without it being a lot a lot of blame to, to go around. And so Lorzo right. certainly, as, as we just were discussing, is not, is not particularly competent as a leader, and, and we knew that. <laughs> I think we discussed that back when he was first elected. Who is this yes. guy? What are, what's his experience? He's got nothing. Um, so there is that. But I, I just, I guess, from from McKee, even if he's going to capitulate, there could have been things like, for example, if he had if he had somehow forced into this contract a revisit of Johns Hopkins, so set yes. up, you know, set up the next conflict within the contract so that it looks like it was agreed upon and they, they can't push back quite as hard you know that set up something that triggers some kind of a uh, a change i mean that's that was as much as way back when raimondo first made the the limelight so to speak with her pension reform uh, i at the time i said it wasn't enough and it wasn't going to be a problem but it had a lot of these features that were attractive right. it had triggers it had a solution if it goes this way we're going to do this and I, I think it was all phony <laughs> at the time but it but it it, that's the kind of thing you need to put into a real solution. And I think that's right. what it is. Everything just feels so, so political. So let's just get to the next election and the next yeah. contract. And so little hope for anybody uh, and who's suffering from the consequences. Folks, another quick break. A lot more politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. 